What's up, everybody? This is the African Wise Fools Podcast. Back at it again. This is DT. Woo! And it's your boy, DK. I'm Kim D. And today, we have a very special guest. We have Babs over here. She's our manager, our editor. Shout out to a real one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Social media. Uh, what was that title? Social media caretaker? I don't know. Ooh. Whatever it is, she takes care of it. No. So social media caretaker, right? Yeah, so you okay. guys have her. <laughs> <laughs> social you just, media you just made that one up, bro. It sounds it, old. It sounds perfect. <laughs> social media caretaker. It's one that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. It's like when you're looking for a, a job. When you're applying for a job, you're, you're just thinking of you, some. You're just making up jobs. Yeah, you're making up. <laughs> Listen, okay, don't they even like, have those like big words like um, operator of uh, getting rid of some weird letters? It's just a trash man, man. Someone who gets rid of the trash. What? <laughs> executive manager. Hazardous <laughs> waste. Yeah, hazardous waste. Yeah, it's just hazardous waste professional. Hazardous waste. Hazardous waste management. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. You take out the trash. Okay. I'm not saying something to look down on. But like, just say that's what you do. So social media caretaker, she takes care of social media. Easy and simple. Life can be so simple. Why do we just keep on making it hard? For no reason. Who are we trying to please, man? I don't know, man. All right. So anyways, we're going to go ahead and start today. Before we get started, um, just a brief disclaimer. Whatever we say here is just our opinions. We are not professionals on these topics. We are just sharing what we think and based on our experiences. So... Don't take anything we, we are saying here to heart or don't take it as a professional advice. Um, we are just talking and we're just sharing opinions. And if you disagree with us and anything that we say, just make sure to let us know because we're also learning and we would like to hear from you guys. You can always DM us. You can always reply in, your, in the reviews and stuff. You can send us an email as well. We'll leave our email in the uh, description. And yeah. Anyways, as we introduce our manager before, today she's going to lead lead, be leading us in our discussion, so I'm just going to leave the floor open and to introduce herself. Babs, to Who's introduce Babs? herself. Who is Babs? Babs. Um, hi. <laughs> Sorry. Never send a mic. Yeah. <laughs> I never been on a podcast. I know. Cool. I mean, you, 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 start, you started, you started uh, this whole podcast for us. I mean, like in terms of making our Instagram, the email. Uh, the behind the scenes. The behind the scenes. Yeah. Behind the scene. yeah. 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 Movements can't really move without, you know, a set of wheels and a floor. And you've definitely been there for this entire podcast. Aww, thank really you. Appreciate. And today she's going to be facilitating the discussion on a very important and actually one of my... Uh, favorite topics mental health mm-hmm. yeah so um yes today we're talking about mental health and again we're not professionals here you know we're just speaking from our experiences so yeah if you feel any certain type of way mm-hmm. and about what we're saying to reach out to us or yeah share your opinions your suggestions stuff sure. like that sorry in advance if you offend anyone Yes. Sorry, not Sorry. Nice to your friend anymore. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're still learning. Your lips. <laughs> it's some offensive movements. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, mental health. So, how was your week? It was a pretty good week. Pretty good week. I can't complain. Um, Studying is going well. Working, work, been working out. Um, everything's going well. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
Way stressful. That's all. I don't even want. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to let him know about the new crib, though. Oh yeah, I do. I do have a new yeah. crib. It is. It is Yo. pretty nice. And and then, I, I can see the view from my like, from where I'm sitting is, right now is the spectacular. Is nice. I know. And you can see all of DC. Yeah, I'm about to kick him out and take him. Literally, see a, you see, you see old boy across the across. You oh see yeah, him, oh, looking at us. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not. What's good, bro? Yeah, why'd you wave? <laughs> why'd you wave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see he's gonna wave back. Yo, his environment has the entire view yeah. of everything. Yeah, this is a beautiful place. It's yeah. very nice. Have you ever seen that movie, uh, Rare Rare Window? I forget. It's, I think it's Rare Window where this man sits on his balcony and he witnesses his murder and. The murderer sees him witnessing it, and now it's a problem. I'd be like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, bro, I, I didn't see it. Yeah, I'm lying. I'm lying. He was, but he was holding by a notebook, and the guy <laughs> saw him, see him, see him, see him, and it was like, Lord. "That's being." I'm coming to, and he was counting the windows. So it was like one, two, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we are think we're drifting off topic. My bad. Let's get into mental yeah. health. Anyways, Kitty, how was your week, bro? Yes, my how week? was your week? Yeah. Man, I, my week's been great. You know, like, like the same as uh, DK, just work, studying, working, studying, and also working out. I'm actually getting into working out. That's like, I, I've also realized that it helps clear my mind. You know, mm-hmm. I feel, especially when you, um, you're dealing with just work, work, work. Um, and seeing the MCAT every single time, just running on the treadmill or lifting some weights kind of helps you feel as if you're lifting. It's a good way to. It's a good way. Yeah, so it's. To lift. So that's what I've been doing. So if I if you see me really buff in you know six months now, you're like, damn, you must have been under a lot of stress. Because <laughs> <laughs> I only go to the gym when I'm stressed out. Mm-hmm. And so far, I've gone there like four times this week. So. That's awesome. I need to see a therapist. <laughs> Let's I go. mean, that's you know, mental. that's good for your mental health. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I was just about yes. to say that's that's, yeah. a, that's a very important part of maintaining your mental health. Yeah, mm-hmm. physically healthy. You know, I was thinking like you know, mental health. You know, we, uh, Africans don't really take mental health that serious. I mean, I'm not. I okay. I person, I personally used to think that mental health was an excuse for people to be, you know. A little rude and all these things in certain in certain lives, and I'm not saying that everyone who has a mental disease is you know intentionally being rude. Just mm-hmm. some people tend to take it too far and try to play the victim role. You know, especially I've heard people go, um, "What is that one?" It's not coming to mind, but they normally tend to use that one just to make it seem like so you feel oh, bad for them. Was not no serious. The other one. I, it's not coming to mind right now. When it does, I will remind you in the middle of the podcast. Narcissism? <laughs> or narcissism. narcissism. So, yeah, I, mean, I didn't even know narcissism was it's a mental... Yeah. It's a mental health thing. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if that's what we were talking about. Like, no, no, but you just reminded me that. I didn't even know that thing was mental health. It was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, it's wrapped around a lot of other mental illnesses, I think. I think narcissism comes with other things, too. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's not just... Like it, just narcissism is a lot of times like narcissism and depression, depression, exactly. Anxiety. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe OCD. It just depends. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, I mean, I don't think I don't really think people. I think I wouldn't say that people are trying to take advantage of it. It's just, or not that they're not trying to take advantage of it. But I think that there's people. The reason why people have this stigma around mental health is because there's legitimately people that like suffer from it. And then there's people that are like sad because something bad happened to them 
And they're like, oh, I'm depressed. Or like, oh, my life is like this, that, and the third. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think you're sad, but like depression is, you know. Like it lasts yeah. longer. Yeah. It, depression is like literally like a chemical. I, yeah, that was mm-hmm. the word I was trying to make. Yeah, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain that doesn't just go. I mean, like, you know, like you can literally have everything going right and still be depressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that is crazy. though. I mean, like if you think because like mental illness is no one that like shows itself like an injury. You know, you only see it in the actions and that is if you have the expert's eye to even see it. I was going to say that yeah. because someone can have like a mental health problem and you wouldn't know. It's not physical. Exactly. So that's why it's hard. Like even like, mm-hmm. like even maybe I can have one and yeah. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just that think that everything is normal. I think I'm okay. I've been watching you for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> is everything checking out? <laughs> I'm just making sure. You just in case I see you go slide. I'm like, ah! Thanks, for, ch- thanks for checking out, man. Thanks for checking yeah. out. But yeah, I mean, that's such a, a very important thing, like, where you, it's important that you observe the actions of those around you, especially mm-hmm. your loved ones, you know, like, especially if someone is very interested in something and then they just stop going out, they stop being interested mm-hmm. in that, and the will to just leave their room becomes a problem. That's mm-hmm. actually like that's actually a sign for depression. Yeah, yeah, one of the signs, like, they just suddenly losing interest in yeah. mm-hmm. something they really like doing or it's just a persistent mm. like if something bad happened and you're sad you know that's fine yeah. you're sad for like a couple of days that's fine but if it's like the next week the week after that and you're still like feeling sad have, or, have you all felt have you all felt uh, I mean have you all felt like the, the symptoms of depression as like you experienced that oh, oh yeah I, mean, I know I've definitely experienced it yeah yeah. I think I've experienced it too, but like, obviously I, I feel like it was always like a certain period of time, right? Mm-hmm. I go last for like, let's say a month, two months, and yeah. then eventually I'll pick myself back yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, a, it's like a, it's like a process that we, I feel like we go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's people that go, go through like, like the worst kind of depression where it's just like, it has more of an impact on them where they they go like way left versus yeah. this one, which is more like routine. And if you're not able to get out of that routine of depression, mm-hmm. that's when it goes left. Mm-hmm. And um, so sometimes I feel like as human beings, we're all going to go through like a phase where we are a little bit depressed and mm-hmm. we just have to learn how to navigate ourselves during that time, because you're going to do things in life where you're not going to be successful at. And it's, that's okay. And and it's normal for you to feel bad about yourself when you yeah. that, that that happens. Mm-hmm. Like studying for the MCAT. Like I was planning to take the MCAT in, in January. Yeah. I was actually planning to take it even before January. Yeah. The time came, I wasn't ready. Yeah. And then I pushed it back. I pushed it back to January. And then I wasn't ready in January either. So like when you keep on doing that, and then like everyone around you is kind of rooting for you and kind of expecting you to like do these things and do these things at certain times. And you're not able to meet that mark, it kind of like Made me feel like, like Daniel, like it's like you're letting all these people down. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. are you? Is this really what you can do? Can you really do this? Like, why are you pushing it back so much? And why are you? So then, when that happens, like me, for instance, how I deal with it is I take a step back. I'd be like, okay, no more studying for like a week or two. Just, just relax, just chill, yeah. and. And I try to, I, I remind myself that this is my journey. This is what I've given myself. This is the rules that I've given myself. And this is what I want. This is how I want to get to where I want to get to. And I remind myself that it doesn't matter what anyone else is thinking. All that matters is what I'm thinking and what I'm able to do. And just keep on telling myself that I can do it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how I get back on my feet. And that's how I got back to studying. That's how I got back to doing things. Mm-hmm. So that's how I do it. Like those routines. Uh, 
moments I, of depression. That's actually a very good one because like I remember the first time that I actually felt like I was actually feeling that sometimes of it was uh, in college and like it actually we went to to the point where like the thoughts of you know suicidal thoughts were coming in, you know, it was mm-hmm. and like I remember the one thing that only got me through it. <laughs> the only thing that got me through it wasn't even like my family, my friends. <laughs> Do you know what got me through it? Food. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, are you, ser- are you seriously about to eat right all these burgers and pizzas here? Mm-hmm. And you know, like yeah. for a minute, it made me laugh and it made me feel ashamed. But I still laugh more because I realize it's not that, I don't, I don't say that it's food. It's because like, it's the kind of person I am where I joke about a lot of things. So that one day was a very good joke for me to get out right. of you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I realized that if I'm going through moments like that where I feel down and stuff, you know, just go watch some stand-up comedy or just get some the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely, you got to find the right group of friends to also tell that you're depressed. Because I remember I opened up to this one dude, friend, he was just, like, he just started laughing about it. <laughs> and I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm depressed, man. He was, he was just like, he was like, man, you ain't got time to be depressed, bro. So I said, ah, you right. <laughs> wow. You know what? It's actually really important and to have people. It's a toxic friend. Yeah. Low key. yeah. I don't know. I'm most definitely. I'm, if you I don't have good people in your circle, it just makes it worse. But I mean, yeah. like, I was thinking about it. Like, as I said before, Africans don't really take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not to cut you off. I don't want to super on like what your friend said yeah like about laughing about it and being like you don't have time to depress yeah. and that is like one thing that is plaguing guys especially yeah mm-hmm. because we don't have that space where you can go tell someone that you are sad yeah or yeah. you can have that space where you can tell someone that like you're feeling down about something mm-hmm. and, something and, and most of the right. time it's those that are, are normally they go happy guy you know like always cheerful and stuff mm-hmm. and those people come out like yo I think I'm sad or something like that, mm-hmm. right? But because they are always in this uh, image of yours where they are always happy and always mm-hmm. joking around, they don't really take them seriously. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so it's like, mm-hmm. when it comes to it, comes up as a joke, but, mm-hmm. you know, those are normally the ones that actually need more help than mm-hmm. you think of. Yeah, you see it outside of normal. Like, like you think like, oh, is how, how are you depressed? You yeah. Because like, they're so happy or they joke about stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So you're like, there's no way. But I think people don't, like everyone I think deals with depression differently. Like some people, like you said, well, you jokingly said food. You know, some people might exercise. Some people might hang out with friends. And some people might laugh it off, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And each of those manifest themselves in different ways. Like some people gain weight, you know. Some yeah. people get buff. Some people uh, like look like drained. And some people actually end up being looking like they're more uh, happy, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's the thing about mental illness. I really depression um, you don't, it's hard to put a pinpoint on it because it affects everybody so differently. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, you can look at Robin, I think his name is Robin Williams. Like yeah. he ended up killing himself. Everyone was like shocked. Yeah. They were like, Robin Williams? Like yeah. that guy was it's a comedian, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Get it. And he always um, seemed so joyful and happy. He was, yeah. really, he was happy about life and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you just, you really have to I mean, but I think if you know somebody, you'll, you'll, the signs will be there. You see, that's but what I'm not think, you. you think you know people too. Like, people are very good at concealing. People that are really close to you. Yeah, they'll be able to tell. Yeah. Sums up. Because sometimes even your parents, they can't see it. Like, I feel like sometimes also the switch is so quick. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the switch from being like <clears throat> in a good place to getting into that bad place is so quick. It happens mm-hmm. so quick. Yeah, and snaps, yeah. sometimes no one is able to catch it. Yeah, uh, you see, yeah, it's a good thing to say because like right now my my brother is studying for like nursing school. He's talking mm-hmm. about how it's stressful, all these things, and so like I constantly just check up on him, like how's it going, and just. Mm-hmm. Give me a little thumbs up, you know, like joking, you know, and something that he doesn't, virtually doesn't even like doing. But I just, you know, I just like to let him know that I'm here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's, and I mean, because the reason why I'm doing that is because, like, I had a roommate who was also nursing, so I saw the stress that was on him. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there were people around him to help him out was something that I'm very sure I helped him to keep on pushing on. And so yeah. you definitely do have to constantly be watching individuals who are going through those mm-hmm. kinds of programs where you know it's stressful. You don't just think that, oh, you got it. Right. And then just lead them to their peace. You know, mm-hmm. just got to check up on them every single day, mm-hmm. every single time, just As, watch them. Especially the people that they always look and be happy to figure it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. those <laughs> little folks, man. I, I, have, I have a tendency to look that way, right? Almost right. everyone around me be like, yeah, you got it. Like, you have yeah. everything figured out. Everyone will be like, yeah, I'm trying to be like you. But then sometimes I'm just like, in my head, I'm thinking like, bro, you have no idea. Like, I really, I'm just here trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. And like, everyone around me is probably like, like, anytime I tell someone like, this is what I'm trying to do, this is what I'm doing, and this is why I'm yeah, like, man, I'm trying to be like you. Exactly. And I'm like, bro, right? <laughs> like, so much pressure. Ex- not even that is a pressure. I'm just like, I don't, I don't have it. Like, I don't have to figure it out. Like, I'm still trying to figure it out, right? So like, I feel like when people see that, like, they're not able to like be there for you as much. Mm-hmm. They're not able to yeah. like reach out to you as mm-hmm. much because in their mind, you don't need it. you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, in your mind, you're like, you're good. Like you're figuring everything out. And like, so then they don't reach out to you it as much. It goes along to also those strong uh, friends in the group. You know how in every group we have that, like the strong for where everyone comes to, to like mm-hmm. right. just dump all the emotional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's those individuals that you actually really do need to watch because, like, everyone has a breaking point. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you go to, I like using gym metaphors. Like, gym, for example, you used to lift five pounds, right? And that was your all of it. But now, in the future, like, you can lift 30 pounds without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has a limit. There's a certain point where you can't lift that weight no more, mm-hmm. where you need an extra hand to keep, you know, to keep you pushing. You need to check out on these people you think are strong. Right. Your, their limits has not been reached so you think mm-hmm. you're good mm-hmm. you need to make sure that you're constantly checking out like, yo talk to me let me know what's going on right here mm-hmm. and thoughts really do mess up hormonal balance I didn't think of the changes in the brain chemistry that much until like 2020 you know like isolation definitely does yeah. have a number of effects oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> for sure I mean, that's the thing about depression too. I think like you, it's not just like a feeling. It's literally like a rewiring of the connections in your brain and like certain parts become less active. And that's, that's why all of a sudden, like you said, you see somebody that's just, they just lose, like something literally flips in their brain. And I think a lot of it has to do with, I mean, some of it is genetic, you know, something just happens or sometimes I think when you're in, Anytime your body does something for a prolonged period of time and you're in a situation for a long period of time, it changes, like the physiology changes. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's how you get someone who was super passionate about this and super happy to all of a sudden just, they just look like a zombie, like they're dead. Like they just, and like, they don't even see it coming. It just happens sometimes, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of like, it's like, dang, like, but I, I think, I think one thing that's important to realize about mental health and 
this is for all maybe all mental illnesses uh, not, not just depression but i think like um and i think if you surround yourself you really you really have to surround yourself with um good people people right? that yeah good people that are really there for you and not just there to like you know like a friend that only wants to get something out of you but mm-hmm. someone someone that will like when i say a good friend i mean someone that will pull you to the side when they know mm-hmm. something's up with you and they know that you're doing something wrong yeah like even if you're doing a self-destructive thing like because i think a lot of a lot of times people that are depressed they have self-destructive tendencies mm-hmm. like like oh i'm not gonna i don't feel like working out <clears throat> or like I'm going to keep eating all this food. You know, I don't want to talk to people. I'm just going to isolate myself. You know, those are self-destructive tendencies. Um, and you you really need somebody to like, you really pull you out of that. Pull you out of that. Yeah. It's very easy to do that. Cause I remember when I had a, I had a bout with depression, like depression actually runs in my family. So you have to be like careful. And, um, I, I went through a lot in the past, like maybe four or five years. And I remember when I had my first big bout with depression, I remember like a whole summer, I just didn't come out of my room. Like that's how bad it was. I didn't feel the need to live. Like I was like, what's the point of living right now? Like literally like in my mind, I was like, there's literally no point to anything. So like my parents would come in, my sisters would come in and be like, Hey, like, uh, we're going to this festival. Do you want to come? And I'm just like, what's the point? Why? Dang. Like there's no point in me going to the festival. I don't feel like it. Not even with the food. Like that's that's, that's the thing. Yeah, because like and and the crazy thing is like you're you feel that way, but then also it makes sense to you logically. Yeah. So it so it makes yeah. it just reinforces itself. Yeah. It's like, okay, well I'm gonna eat, take a dump, and then like what? Do it all over again. <laughs> what's the point? And then like, what's the point? Like, then I die one day. Yeah. What's this what like, cycle? Yeah, what is this cycle? Like what why? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. So um, you know, that was for like a whole summer. Yeah. And you know. It, it's it's not until like you kind of have someone that's like and you like you know put you like force you to be in a situation or or you know you get you hit rock bottom and then you realize like also logically like yo okay well maybe I'm okay maybe yeah like maybe there might not be a point but maybe I need to find a point you know mm-hmm. you know maybe I need to make my own point like, no, I I I like that you said that man you know like I there is no no one everyone creates their own purpose in this life. Um, mm. I do understand certain people have talents and certain things that they seem as if they are bred for these kinds of things, but it's not always that way. You have to find meaning in life. It's meaning like the meaning in life uh, is not really given to you by your parents. It cannot be given to you by your friends. But you have to you have to actually see and find what you want to do in this world because um like. There's been a, there's a, like seven billion people now in this world, right? Everyone is trying to like eight billion. Eight now. billion. You know, everyone yeah. everyone's out here trying to change it all. You're like, you know, what's the point of it? Like they're all doing right. You know, it's not about you doing it necessarily for the world. You, you want to do it so you can leave at least your handprints or your footprints on this world and be like, I also did something. Regardless of how small it is, you know, little drops of water makes a mighty ocean. You don't know what you, where your drop might be, and if it might be the final thing that creates that ocean. So. Yeah, it's something that I am glad you said because I also used to wrestle those minds, those kinds of thoughts, especially when I was going through those kinds of problems. And it's funny how yours, your family recognizes that they try to help you out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. but African homes, they don't. They say, Mm -hmm. no, they... (laughs) 
actually make it even worse, you know, when you're just in your room. Like, you shouldn't like, complain. Don't complain. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is that you can't even blame them for even saying that because I'm not saying mm-hmm. you can. Like, of course you can. 50% probably themselves, but... I mean, it's how they were raised. Yeah, they were raised and like, also the jobs that yeah, they had Yeah, my freshman year, I was really struggling. I was bio... I started with bio major and even, like, when I started school, like, every, all, my, all my family members are, like, telling their kids, like, look, look what she's doing, like, you know, the yeah. kids are looking up to you, you have to do well, you yeah. have to do this, you have to do that. And my first semester, I was struggling. Like, the you know, classes yeah. were not going well. Everybody's around me is doing well. And yeah. I'm just like, I tried to talk to my mom about it. I remember I called her, and the response she gave me was like, then quit. Like, uh, then quit school. Uh, like, okay. and I was just like, dang. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not going to talk to you about it anymore. Yeah, and then in my head, it was like, Maybe I'm just complaining. Yeah. Like maybe I'm just not. Maybe I'm not working hard. Yeah. Like maybe I'm not putting in that work. So I have no right to complain. Yeah. And then it just like it just got worse because now I don't have anyone to talk about it to. But then everyone's depending on me to to do better to get better. better. And it's a very it's something that I normally see for the first ones, especially where the pressure is on there. Like everyone's like, This is your star child, he needs to do better or she needs to do be or something. So it's like mm-hmm. even though you have certain aspirations that you want to get to, you can't even look at that direction because mm-hmm. you have to be within this box that they fit you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just a circle, you can't fit in that box. You know, you gotta just it's about time where you have to make those moves. I mean, some people don't even get a chance to make those moves, and so they put this whole burden on them. They go through depression, and all of a sudden, you hear that this person just decided to take themselves out. And you know, everyone's like, "Oh, what happened?" All these things. But if you have recognized the signs, you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. They said they can't do it, but you said, "Do you have to do it?" Mm-hmm. They put themselves through it. It was hard for them, and even though they made it. It is still something that I have with, and I find that especially with black people where mental illness is definitely something. One of my questions, that, like, do you feel like our different backgrounds contribute to how we view mental health? Because I feel like, oh yeah, facts. Like, people yeah. are more open, yeah. like. I don't know how that's to That's something that I have like, to give to white people, though. They were very open. Like, they're very them. open. Yeah. Like, if something's wrong with their child, you know, they seek help, no. you know, what's wrong, tell me. You know, you know how... Like, you have that You know how my parents... My, my dad had sex talk with me. He took, he took the, the, the TV plug and he took the sockets and he just went, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was it. So it's like, you know, like... <laughs> I'd be like, what does this mean, bro? I was like, what are you trying to tell me right now? I don't understand. You don't want me to plug the TV? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even you don't want me to get an adapter? I'm confused. Bro, so it's like, you know, the funny thing is that at the age, at that age, I already knew what I was talking about, but I, I kind of wanted to use it. Like, what are you, you, you just kept on saying this. I was like, you know, it's okay. But yeah, so it was like, they are not open in talking about certain things that mm-hmm. you have, like, uncomfortable feelings. Mm-hmm. Everyone has those. I want to talk about sex. I want to talk about depression. I want to talk about the fact that, like, certain things that you probably think that I'm not supposed to be thinking of right now, I'm mm-hmm. thinking of them because of the world that I live in. I'm more exposed to things than you were in the past, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it's something that we... I'm glad that this conversation is happening, especially on, from our generation, because it means that the next generation is going to have it better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be able to 
be coming up to us and saying, hey, I want to talk about this and we're going to be able to be knowledgeable enough and patient enough to hear them out. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, yeah, it's something that it was really, <laughs> yo, hey, so that's sex talk that I never really talked about. I said, it's okay, man. <laughs> that's facts. I just want to say like, I mean, we all know this, that and, uh, where we are from, like our parents don't talk about stuff like mm-hmm. that. There's no, like, there's no, there's no space. There's no safe yeah, space for us to, space. exactly. So mm-hmm. then they also, they are trying to create that, but then they also, they're not used to it. So yeah, like, it's, it's uncomfortable for mm-hmm. them to create that yeah. space for us. But then like, like you said, like you said your dad doing the TV plot thing. Yeah. Like I'm sure his dad didn't even tell him nothing about sure it. He did. He, he, yeah. So he has taken a step and he's trying to do it. What's the TV plot? What's the you easier know? way? In his exactly. mind, he's thinking, oh, I'm doing so much. Yeah. Right now. He's like, oh, this, this is way more than my dad did. And you're like, what are you talking about? Right now? Yeah. So like, I feel like we need to continue. Like you said, we need to continue having these conversations mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll get there. Like we will be better than our parents were. Oh, like, yeah. You know? so, the purpose of that's yeah. the goal and we're gonna keep on getting there but like there's definitely where we are coming from definitely has an impact on on um, how we handle depression and how we handle such things but the funny thing is though when we go back to Ghana yeah right and we see we're gonna compare the number of people depressed in Ghana to yeah. the people here yeah like what's what's the difference honestly like, is, there, that, is, there, yeah. is there is there more people depressed in Ghana that are handling it better or is it that they are not depressed at all or like what's the like okay I'll say this though like silence doesn't necessarily mean there's peace you know exactly um, but like I will give you that though like people in areas where the sun is more exposed at and like where there's more wind tend to not have that much you know cases of where they are depressed and stuff I mean where you have areas that are very gloomy Mm-hmm. then you're bound to have more like the environments that you're in definitely has yeah. an impact upon your health I feel like, to answer so, your yeah. question I feel like there probably are depressed people but it's like the environment helps them at yeah. the, the, that sort of depression. or it's just like there's other stuff to work about exactly I'm gonna I will say I think I, one thing I think is important in this conversation is like even with like whether you're talking about Africans or black people or even like other minorities, I think there's something that minorities have, or specifically African and black people, that makes dealing with depression uniquely like there's like in my experience, there's a sense of community that makes it easier to that's deal with. That's what I wanted to get so to. Like, that's that's like growing up, I either had like the church or I had my cousins. Yeah. I had my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there was always or my family, like there was always somebody around. Now, don't get me wrong. It doesn't didn't make like, it go away entirely. You know, it doesn't make it those easier. feelings. It just made it easier. Yeah. And so that's why, like, you know, there's a lot of people say, like, literally, like, people will joke all the time. Like, black people don't get, like, we don't get depressed. We yeah. don't commit suicide. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Like, it's not a thing. I'm gonna, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in low key, in a way, it is kind of true because we have, I think we have a certain level of, like, support that other people have. But at the same time, it's also, like... It's also like that doesn't negate the fact that when it does happen, it's a real thing and a lot of people do struggle with it. I just think we have a lot of coping mechanisms that Mm -hmm. other people don't necessarily have, you know, and I know specifically from an African-American standpoint, like there's and even African standpoint, like you have, there's like a, a history and a culture of like making the best out of a worse situation. Like, yeah. And then like, you know, having fun with it. And 
mitigating the trauma. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're saying that, like, you know, black people are very good in making fun of misery, you know, there's misery mm-hmm. company, and that's what you're yeah. talking about in the sense of community. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is true, like, mm-hmm. that, Africans do have that situation of depression, but, like, the fact that everyone is in the know of your business, mm-hmm. so they, can, they can definitely talk to you about it or say something that will either get your mind off it or just make you laugh about it. Mm-hmm. So your neighbors down at your window yelling at you. Yo. Like everyone is in there in your yeah. business. Yo, right? There's this one that old sense lady, of community right? is mm-hmm. right there. There is this one old lady, right? Mm-hmm. One of her, I'm playing, you know, like you gotta, you know, your mom says don't go outside. You just wait for her to pick up the car and leave. And then so I just go downstairs. I'm playing football. And then sudden I see my, the car coming from a distance and I run upstairs. This one lady waits for my mom to get her from that child. She just snitches everything. Yeah. Like, he was playing here, he went there, he yeah. did that. Yeah. <laughs> and then my mom comes out and says, I think she doesn't know it. Exactly. And that's right there, right? That's the community right there. Yeah. That's the community raising you together. Exactly. Like, over here, no, it's the neighbor doesn't care until the house is on fire. That's yeah, true. because like, that fire will get to his house. Too. Exactly. Yeah, like the neighbor doesn't care until they hear like screaming or gunshots yeah. or something. Like they don't care. Yeah. Like they're managing their business. It's not their their problem. No, until it starts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then right there, there's a community raising a child a together. Mm-hmm. Like your neighbor is your aunt. I mean, that's what they are saying. Yeah, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> 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 a community to raise a child. Exactly. Yeah, your neighbor is your aunt. Like everybody around you mm-hmm. is family, yeah. pretty much. Like all, every, like your neighbors, like they beca- you become best friends with the people. Like yeah. I remember there was this dude that lived next door. <clears throat> he was in the same grade as I, but then he was a lot older. He was like probably like three or four years older. But that dude was like my best friend. Mm-hmm. Like he would always beat me in like stuff because he was much older, like yeah. bullying me and stuff. Yeah. But then he was still my boy. Like we would still like hang out together yeah. all the time. Yeah. Who beat me? Who we'll, we'll yeah. make up the next day? Your best friend beat you up. Yeah, yeah, that's my best friend. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're still doing everything together, right? Like that relationship was still there. Like even to this day, even though I'm not there anymore, yeah. like we text one from time to time, Sometimes and we still have that friendship going. True. And that's one thing. That but it's like he can beat you up. No, he <laughs> that's the only difference. You know, I, exactly. I, I, exactly. I got a little bit of, of muscle now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that is not here as much compared to like back home, and I feel like it helps. It kind of prevents you going through the process of depression in the first place, and also when that process of or when you are also in the process of depression, it's easier for you to come out of it when you're in that kind of community versus when you are like over here where you it's more easy to be isolated and deal with things by yourself. I also wanted to, I feel like this question is important to me, at least. Do you feel like religion plays a role? Oh, like, yeah. especially. Absolutely, man. Like, <laughs> for like black people, mm-hmm. when sometimes they just tell you, oh, just pray about it or just read your Bible mm-hmm. or. Like, like you can just pray away. I mean, the Bible talks about false balance too. You know, it's important that you you don't rely too much on just one side and then just ignore the other. There is uh-huh. truly mm-hmm. forces in spiritual, you know, that you believe in, yeah, for sure. But like, there's also physical consequence. I mean, physical actions that create some unfortunate consequences too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the action of praying about it, you can definitely like, pray yeah, about pray about it. It, it helps. Prayer is actually help too. yeah, mm-hmm. prayer is like, actually something that do alleviate the it's mm-hmm. because it's like you take off this pressure that it's only on me to fix me mm-hmm. and so it's like a higher power to fix you mm-hmm. so then you know, we've done that the higher power says okay I, fa- I found some therapist in your neighborhood 
go to them and go see them. Mm-hmm. You can't just keep on saying your bed and just asking the same question that I have. I'll just answer them. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I find amongst my people, mm-hmm. you know, like not doing. I think it's because like they feel like going to going to seek this those kinds of help is like a shame. You know, we shame mm-hmm. for a long time we've been shaming therapists. We've been thinking that only crazy people, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh go to therapy. Therapist. But that's yeah. not true. You know, you know, like I said, I'll say it again, like we are all, you know, weird. In, in one sense or the other, we are all weird. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it depends on where you are that people will say you are acting normal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I'll say, I'll give a great example that I gave before. You know, it's say it's completely okay to beat up a child in Ghana for acting like a smart man, or you know, or you know, wise ass as they say. <laughs> but here it's not. You know, here they call CPS on you real fast. You know, they don't mess with that there, which I liked. <laughs> I'm kidding, but like, yeah, so it's like you know, seek the hell when you've been given in the physical realm for sure. Let's let the most high deal with it in the spiritual realm. Don't think you can just. Pray about it and, and then forget no, about forget it. about it. Yeah. That is definitely not the way to go. Yeah. Um, just to, I agree. And I feel like even the therapists or the people that are doing a the therapy job, God gave them the wisdom to do their job yeah. they're doing. Right. So it's just like a doctor. Absolutely. God gave them the wisdom to do what you're doing. And it's just like anything else in life. Like mm-hmm. you, you can pray, you can read your Bible, and I believe that's your number one. You should do that, and then it will probably help in getting into that, getting to that point of depression. But it will not be, it's not the one all stop all. Like yeah. it's not the one that's gonna save you from depression. Like the yeah. Bible, the Bible talks about community. The Bible talks about the sense of community. The Bible talks about the sense of family. The Bible talks about all those things. <clears throat> so as a family, the Bible is talking about you need to help each other out. You need to grow up together. Like, yeah. like, you know, the Bible is preaching this thing. So the Bible is not, it's not saying that like, just pray about it and then you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But the Bible is yeah. also promoting that sense of community. Even when someone has a problem, the Bible is <clears> saying, <throat> bring, bring someone mm. and come and talk to the person Absolutely. with the problem. Yeah. And then bring, if that doesn't work, go and bring another person. person. Yeah. And so like that right there is an example of the Bible talking about some solving a problem yeah. as a community. Yeah. And so I, I don't think, um, religion or praying or, uh, reading your Bible is going to solve the problem of uh, depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will help. Mm-hmm. Definitely help. Don't leave it out of your solution. Definitely keep it in there mm-hmm. um, in your solution. Yeah. But also reach out to a therapist. Talk yeah. to people. And um, yo, even about talking to people, though, you know, you, you can't just like talk to anybody. You know, like facts, you know, facts. Facts. Oh, that's you, you you definitely yeah. not like hire your friend to come and uh-huh. fix your refrigerator when it breaks. You know, you're gonna uh-huh. get someone who who's an expert, professional expert. So it's like the same way that you go to a doctor, not just your grandmother to give you those herbal tea. You know, you you know, I mean, I get it, like. Home, what is that? Natural made tea is always like some good, like, but there are some things that you definitely do yeah. have to go to the doctor I mean, for. Even, not even just because, like, your friend is not a professional, but they also have, you know, things that they're dealing with. Yeah. So you don't want to always constantly dump you stuff, dump on, stuff on, like, on them. someone. And I had someone who was doing that regular. Actually, not someone, a lot of people are doing that regularly, yeah. you know, and, and when it hit 2020, I said, I'm done. <laughs> it's got to a point, it goes to a point where in your life where you just say, I'm like, what I did for me was that whenever they told me their issues and stuff, I put it on in my mind that I imagined myself yeah. going through it. So the emotional toll was always on me. Mm-hmm. And those individuals will not even tell me if the situation fixed itself. So I was in a constant state of stress. 
you know, mm-hmm. like, yo, like, I wonder what she's going to do now. I wonder what he's going to do. And then, and it's not like they come back with they, they don't come back with a they don't come up with a sequel they don't come up with a sequel it's like alright so let me tell you what happened this time like, oh my no, god they just come back with a new problem and you keep adding it to yours so yeah so you gotta go seek out a therapist because they are professionally trained to know how to it's like it's like a ball of yarn from your brain and it just straighten it out you know just like okay so this is what you don't want to be saying this is what you don't want to be doing and I'm not saying it's not good to talk talk about talk about this with someone you can trust mm-hmm. but if that person if you know that this is way too heavy on you or on that person mm-hmm. definitely go see a therapist about it and I also want to say like even with therapists it like the first therapist you go to doesn't have to be yeah. the one that you stay with. Yeah, like, absolutely. If you don't feel comfortable with them or you feel like they're gaslighting yeah. you or they yeah. don't understand. The therapist gaslights so, like, people you, too. You find a new one. The, the, that's the thing about therapy. Like you, you're probably going to run through a couple before you find the one that you mm-hmm. fit. Because they're people too. You have to realize. Therapists yeah. are people too. Like you can, I've literally talked to like, like couples and went to go see couples therapists and then like yeah like the therapist will be gaslighting one of them oh like really literally it's gaslighting excites? them like yeah. basically like so you have to like find the one that works for you you know like um like specifically like if you're a person of color like whether you're uh, African or sure. black or Hispanic or whatever like therapist yeah I mean you do because there, there's just certain things that they mm-hmm. might say or that they just won't understand that are going to throw you off um sure. and you're just going to be like what like um let's say you complain about something that was racially insensitive you know they might not understand that mm. and that's gonna throw you off and then you're gonna feel weird and conflicted that way, yeah. yeah like oh should i am i being too insensitive and then like your your conscience is also like no no they <laughs> no they were wilding yeah. they should not have said that so yeah um and that and that's the other thing that's hard about therapy like it's a it's work a process like you're not gonna find like, i think people think like oh i'm gonna find this therapist and then we gonna go a few sessions go work out really but in reality what it is is i um, went to three or four sessions with this therapist i didn't like it but i'm still gonna be committed to this let me try out this therapist didn't like that one i tried this therapist Ooh, i like her i like him yeah i'm gonna keep going to this therapist and that's okay you know that's the, but it's a it's like anything else in life it's like working out it's like a hobby you have to like keep keep at it like you're never gonna get out of your mental illness just like i never met anybody that just woke up one day and was like oh wow like i'm not bipolar anymore you know or <laughs> yeah. like i'm not or like yeah. i'm not uh i'm not depressed anymore yeah like no like something happened that mm-hmm. like that they did that they were committed to it's that yeah it's work that work put them where it is and that's 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 the thing about you know, yeah, that stuff is it's hard. It's work. You know, then saying that work. also makes it hard for me to even like sometimes when I'm going through it, like talk about it, it's like when you see what other people are going through, it, you kind of hold back on information that you like, you know, some people are just going through some crazy things and you're little if like in your eyes are like, okay, this is way too small for burden for me to even bring it out. Because like especially if you're watching your, your parents, they come back from work, they have to just, they have like this one hour or something before they can rest and then go back to work again. And then you have this issue in your mind and you feel like, yo, I can't even talk about it. Like, they are going through all this mess and I'm going through this little thing and I feel like I can talk about it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, it, it, I I know in this in the in the grand scale of things, your issue doesn't matter. But, like I said, it you know, takes a little drops of water to make a mighty ocean. Little, little things that yeah, you no ignore. No issue is too No small. issues are like, you know, for a building to even be be in place, 
Mm-hmm. All the all those small bricks are important to be placed in the mm-hmm. right areas so you can be able to have this huge building you have here. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure you attend to it. You know, find a way to deal with it. African parents don't really be having that kind of time. And if you find one that has time, hold on to that person. (laughs) All right. I also think it's important that I know that you you were saying that um, maybe your parents are going through something and you feel like what you're going through is not big enough Mm -hmm. for you to talk about it. But then I feel like you can still talk about it to those people that you feel like they're going through worse situations, Mm -hmm. but then don't make it overshadow what they're going through. Mm -hmm. So you can talk because don't, don't say that, oh, what you're going through is worse. So I'm not even going to talk about my problem. Mm -hmm. Like you can talk about your problem, but then don't make that the whole point of the topic or don't make that the whole point of your discussion. I know you're going through that crap, but listen to mine. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And if that person is someone who cares about you, that person will also listen to you and also try to help you out. And it all boils down to having the right people around you too. So having people that are actually concerned about what's going on in your life and who actually care and they're not only thinking of their their point of view or what's going on in their life, right? So I feel like if you have the right people around you, talk to them, but just don't make it a big deal. Question is, okay, I know we're about to switch up to the next one, but like, how do you find the right people? Because like, you know, there's this fear that today's friend is tomorrow's enemy. And so because of that, you tend to not really have that. I, I personally suffer from that where it's hard for me to know who I can give any sort of information. And the thing is that you definitely do have to talk about the things that are bothering you to be able to fix it. You cannot just keep on hitting the, the surface level mm-hmm. you know, of it. So it's like, how do you, who, who do you, who can you say is the right person? Like I look at mm-hmm. person, but I can definitely say all three of you are to mm-hmm. me. But what about someone who, who can? Like what exactly do you look out for? Mm-hmm. I think it's just the nature of a relationship. Yeah, the relationship. Like you can just tell, you can just tell like based off of like the relationship you have with people, like that they're going to respect certain boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. Like, like you said, I, I could share something with the three of you and feel comfortable with it, but, and that's because I've known you guys in some capacity, you know, in the last couple of years. And I, I know your character. I trust you. Like, I actually know you, you know what I mean? Like some people don't, you know, some people, but you don't know them, you know, like, but I know all of you. So, yeah. um, I think, and, and a part of it is also just, you, you can't live your life in fear. Like he, it's just. You just have to do it sometimes, mm-hmm. man. You really do. You just have to open up. You just have to do things. You go uh, take a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you live your life in fear, and then you end up never doing something. So. I also think it's also it's uh, unfortunately it's also a process of trial and error. Right. So if yeah. you if you trust this person and the person breaks your trust, be careful. The next time you're gonna trust that person again, right? Like don't don't just open up to that person again. Like, because the person has shown you before that mm-hmm. this, this is how I am. This is how I am. Especially if you've talked to the person about it and the person obviously... What do people go, oh, they can change, you know? No. Sometimes it's just, it's just, like I said, it's, it's luck. <laughs> like, sometimes it's, it's luck. Sometimes you just have terrible people around you that everyone that you're telling is not someone you can trust, you know? And unfortunately it's like a trial and error so like if I tell if I tell you something and then I say wow I can't trust this guy mm. so then I know that okay next time I'm telling him something mm. I'm not telling him this I'm not telling him that I'm not telling him that right and then I learned from that and yeah. I'm going to make sure that okay the next time I'm telling this person this I'm not going to tell him this part I'm not going to tell him this part and I feel like that's that's all you can do because you can't really really 
figure out mm-hmm. who someone is before you really get to know them and even after you get to know them they might they might hurt you yeah. and also I feel like when they hurt you it all depends on the dynamic of the relationship if they come and they and, and you talk to them about it and they stand that they hurt you you can forgive you should forgive them and then if you want to go back to that same level of relationship that you were of course go ahead and continue to open up because it's important to have those people in your circle that you can talk to like it's very very important to have those people like I can't emphasize how important that is like Katie and I started studying a lot together the past year or almost a year now yeah and like throughout our studies, we'll have these conversations and talking about things. And that's how we started, decided to do this podcast. And like sometimes we'll finish the, the study session and it will feel like you're coming out from a therapy session, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Because you talk about all these things that we've probably not talked to anyone about. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, like I didn't even know I was even thinking about things this way. Or even just the things that he will say will make you think about, make me think about things in different ways. Yeah. So it's very, very important to have people that you can open up and talk to. In, in your head, you are always right. Exactly. And you know, you think that everything that comes out of your mouth is gold. But like mm-hmm. when you say it, I remember I was watching, I was thinking of something and I said it to DK and I was trying to, there was a response I was not expecting from him. He made me mad. And I was like, shit. I mean, he was absolutely right in what he said, you know, but I, I, I was not expecting that whole thing. And so it changed my whole thing. And so like, it's important that you talk out your ideas. Not every idea mm-hmm. in your head is gold. It's absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And it's when you talk about it on the outside, that person makes a logical statement that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not a coward or a weak person for going along with what they say. Well, if it makes sense. sense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If it's logical and stuff. So it's uh, something that you definitely have to take, you know, yeah. close and stuff. So yeah. One more on to anxiety. Yes. Our next, next topic. Yes. Is anxiety. I feel like anxiety is more um, prevalent, mm-hmm. especially when we're older. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little bit more prevalent than depression. But so anxiety is basically the intense, excessive, and persistent worry mm-hmm. and fear about everyday situations. True. Um, and some people get, well, a lot of people who have really bad anxiety have panic attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's over like, the no. littlest, like I have that anxiety. Absolutely, yeah, I've seen it. No, no, it's very no, bad. It's always bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure even DT can remember yeah. 2020, yeah. I got a job yeah. in DC. Yeah. I don't drive on the highway. Oh, yeah, I already told you about that. <laughs> I can't. The very first time you can ask Katie. Man. That's the day I deleted Apple Maps. Yeah. It took me on the highway at night. And it was a thunderstorm. Yeah, let, let me tell you. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? So she she was planning on like using the back road to go. Mm-hmm. We we're coming from Alexandria going to Richmond. Just want to use the back room to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying let me tell because, you know, I'm oh, no, it's I don't funny to me. <laughs> here. So it's like, you know, he, she put it in the Apple thing, uh, take me to Alexandria, you know, try using back road. And mm-hmm. as we're going, that thing just made her take a right turn and a right, right turn around the highway. Right? And she started screaming. <laughs> so you were in the car? I was in the car. It was raining. It was at nighttime and she was screaming. And it was just funny, but I had to hold, you know, I didn't want to laugh and then make her feel, you know, like I, I just smacked me in the face or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is, right? Because he offered 
to drive back. And I was like, no, I can do it. I can drive in the rain. Like, I'm not going to take the highway. I don't know what happened in between all the turns. And I'm looking around like, yeah. This is a lot of lanes. Oh, it was. So, you know how it's something funny happening for you, but you gotta make sure you don't laugh or nothing. Someone got smacking your face kind of situation. I was in that moment. Like, I was so, screaming, I was crying. So it like, took a lot of, it took a lot of like, just, so it's okay. When, Be on the right lane, reduce that speed, and then pray to God and get home <laughs> And here we are. <laughs> so that was like the first time ever on the highway. And after that, I never got on the highway again. So when I got the job, in DC, like it became like a like every day I would look on Google Maps, mm. like different ways mm. I can get to work without the highway. <laughs> like it was so bad. I even it got to the point where That's like just thinking about it, like my chest would get so tight. Yeah. And like I would get so wow. scared. And I was even on Google, like, how do you not be scared of the highway? <laughs> <laughs> like, and I asked in our group chat, I was like, how do you guys drive on the highway? Like, it was so bad. And then the day, the day before, like, I, I couldn't sleep. Like, yeah. it's just like, you feel like something bad is going to happen. Like, everyone's speeding on the highway. People are just driving crazy. And it became like mm-hmm. a... Like a really yeah, like, it's always on your mind. Yeah, and, yeah, and then yeah. when I actually did it, I mean, I made a mistake on that. Of like, course, when you're going, you're supposed to like, like you're supposed to still go. I don't yeah. know how to explain. You're talking about the merge, right? Yeah, I stopped oh. on the merge. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were supposed to wait. These are the people, man. <laughs> These are the people who really got you on the highway. <laughs> I mean now. Like now, I'm just being like eight going eighty, and the police is right there. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like now it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, anxiety is just like every like any little thing. And that's that's the thing about anxiety. It doesn't matter who you are; you can have anxiety. Mm-hmm. You can come, and you just have to understand that, like, okay, this is what it is. This is anxiety, and then you can approach it and deal with it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, if you don't know what anxiety is, and you don't know, like, this is what you're dealing with, but you think you're having a hard Attack, you think you're having like, like something crazy is happening to you because my mom has, has had that and I think she still has that. And then, like, the first time she was having it like continuously, it happened during the pandemic. I mean, she was working with like sick people, so I feel like that yeah, put yeah, her in a state yeah. where every little thing will put her over the edge, yeah. and then she'll start like. Yeah. hyperventilating yeah. and sad so then like we thought like something was going on like we yeah. thought she was sick we went to the hospital went to see the hot doctor yeah. and, and then later on I figured out there's a trend the news like anytime and she was watching the news all the time too yeah. and anytime something upset her mm-hmm. that's when it happened mm-hmm. so because of the pandemic and everything that was going on she was already at this heightened state and then anytime something happens, it will trigger. Mm. And then that's when that will, it will all happen again. So like, and this is something that she hasn't experienced before. This is something that yeah. has never been a problem in her life. So anxiety can happen to anyone at any time. You just have to understand. how for you why exactly. that's happening. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was gonna say, I think a little bit of anxiety is healthy. A little bit. Oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a little, a little bit of depression is healthy too. A little it's, bit of anxiety. It's, it's a, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a natural. It's a natural yeah. response. Like, like I will be worried mm-hmm. if you never got anxious. Like, like if mm-hmm. if like if this house, I mean, I was happened, like just caught on fire. This whole apartment got was caught on fire, 
and you just sitting there like the dog means like, oh yeah, this is fine. I'd be like, yo, you're a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. What is what is actually wrong with you? Like we're going to die. <laughs> so um, but I think when it the problem is when it prevents you from like doing certain things, like it prevents you from going forward with something that you know, everyone else around you thinks like, no, you can do this. Like, I know you can do this. Or it's taking control of your life. Mm, yeah, that's um, the important part. Yeah. Taking control of your life. Exactly. Yeah. If it's taking control of your life or... But I think the other the other thing that I realized too is like, I think a lot of times we think the whole world is watching us. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about like, oh, the world is like, it's got like 8 billion people. Yeah. Like, what's the point? Like, in a way, that's like a humbling thing. Like, yeah, it can make you feel like, what's the point? And yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Make you feel depressed, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, at the same time, like, and you realize how small you are and it makes you less anxious. Exactly. Like everyone's not looking at you the way you're looking at yourself. Like yeah. you're, yeah. you're way oh, smaller man. than you think. Like, oh, I got this little hair. It's sticking. In. Nobody sees that little hair, bro. <laughs> I mean, unless they're like up in your face. Like unless you got a stalker. Yeah, and well, that person is just putting down every single thing. I mean, that's, that's a different. I mean, so different that's like a very unique but, but situation. <laughs> it's very time from experience. No, but like, um, it's right. I mean, like, anxiety comes from anticipation. Or like, I mean, it's a good thing to be, especially if you have like a big game coming up or something. Oh, yeah, like definitely. And yeah, you know, excited about every, everything good. When you take it a little too far, it's just bad for you, no matter how good it is. You know, so it's that's basically what it is. Like, it's, I, you, and all those kinds of things kind of make you. Make certain moves that you not have made if you just calm down. You know, mm-hmm. I think we live in an era where people res- expect certain like fast responses to certain things. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, like something happens, so you have to react fast. You know, they don't even give you time to process that entire information. How do I feel about this? Mm-hmm. How do I, you know, that all mm-hmm. that before I say something about it? And it's just one thing that I, I personally. So like, especially when I'm about to meet someone or like go take a test or something like that, I, I, I run all these simulations in my head. How's it going to go? What are all these other things? And then it makes me not even prepare for the entire exam. And instead, I'm out here just worrying about something that I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, instead, if I just calm down, I know what's going to happen. I know I'm excited for it or I'm afraid of it. Because I, was, I don't think I was, anyone here is excited for a test. Also your your environment. Like some people get like some people like you said they've never had anxiety or anything and then they get a job mm-hmm. and it's always something or like my I last job, job was like too much drama, like mm-hmm. all the time and a lot of bullying. So it got to the point where like when I like I worked Sundays to Thursdays, mm-hmm. and when it's Saturday night, I just feel like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like, like you, I don't, yeah, like, <laughs> like you just feel so anxious. Like, what's gonna happen now? Mm-hmm. How's this person gonna bully me today? <laughs> how, like, you know, like you're just so like, how am I gonna handle? Like, you just, and some people, that's when they start getting depressed, and and like sometimes you just have to. Well, some people can't take themselves out of the situation like if that's the only you have to just calm down I mean I'm, I, I know I see it's like it's, it seems like it's such a simple thing to say it's mm-hmm. very hard but like that's, re- that's what I started doing from 2020 and now I feel whenever something happens I just breathe in and breathe out and I realize I, like I said I take myself out of it like there's a lot of people in this world 
and this right, right situation you're here, time, this too shall pass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I always say to myself, like, this too shall definitely pass. I just calm down. You have I, to endure. You just have to endure that small moment of pain. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, it's not going to be beautiful. That's For sure. It's going to be very ugly. Mm-hmm. That's do, right. But remember, this too shall, it shall one day become a, a, a funny memory. Like, I remember one time in Ghana, we have this thing called Kaku National Park, mm-hmm. where there's this bridge. Mm-hmm. I call that bridge, Bridge of Confessions. Like, yo, that thing is as high. How many feet is that thing from the ground? It's very, very high. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very, weak. And it's weak. So when you walk on it, it's crickety and like, <laughs> like just praying to God. Like, and I remember when I was working on that bridge at the age of like 10 or 12, I remember like I was making promises and confessions that I knew I was not really going to fulfill. <laughs> and I was, so I was confessing so, to this idea. So, hey, God, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, see me at the end of this road, please. And so, like, and I was like, and then in that moment, I thought it was that was my entire life. But now I laugh at it. Now I share with people. Mm. But then I was not really going to share with nobody. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm. if you have that mental mentality, you should, it's important you build that thing up. Like, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Calm down and assess it. Sometimes it's not even as serious as it is. Mm-hmm. As it yeah. it. I, I know some individuals who are crazily, crazy anxious. Like they be texting you about every single thing that happens in their lives. Calm down. Just chill out. Like just breathe in and breathe out. Mm-hmm. Go outside, take a little walk. And then you come back and you see that, oh, it's still even that bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we, we put a lot of emphasis on things that really don't. Like there's a lot of things in life that matter, but they really don't matter when you think about it. Like I remember reading about this dude from uh like he lived during the time of Alexander the Great and he was seen as like the wisest guy ever, but he was homeless. Mm. He literally had nothing. Mm. Like he was a philosopher, kind of. Um and so like People would like travel from all over to see him. He would literally like just sleep man. on top of yeah, this homeless man. He would that sleep on top of a statue. Cool. Yeah, he would sleep on top of a statue and like kissing a pie, and then like and people would see this man. Yeah, and he would pour the pee on top because they thought like he was like oh, there's something special about him. I'm being dead at it. Like, you can look this up. <laughs> oh I don't believe you, and, brother. No, look it up. I forget <laughs> his name. But like Alexander the Great like came to visit him because he was trying to because he was like, well, I have all these things in the world, but I still want more. Like, why are you? Like this guy is you not satisfied. Yeah. You have nothing. And then he said, look, I can give you anything in the world. Just give me what you have. And you know what the guy said? What? He said, all I ask from you is for you to get out of the way because you're blocking my son. Wow. That's all he said. So like, I think when you get to that, I mean, that I don't know if I could ever get to that level. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not caring. No, it's a journey. He, it's yeah, he, a journey. This dude I mean, just did we, not give up. You know, he just didn't care enough to That's all it was. Right? Huh? You don't gotta care enough to not to be homeless. Yeah, that's why I said I don't think I'd ever be that. Oh, okay. yeah. That's <laughs> it's not Hold outside, man. I, I like you see how you got in the crib. Like I don't know. Yeah, I like no, this. Listen, I'm very sure this is when he grew up in the winter time. Because he was in Greece, yeah. He wasn't in Virginia. He wasn't in uh twenty twenty two Virginia. You're absolutely right. Did this call hit you all that, but like, yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting thing. It was like the things that you think mm-hmm. matter so much later on in the years, mm-hmm. they don't matter. Those people that you think saw you perform that action and you think they are even remembering that, laughing about you, they don't even remember. I remember this one, this one, uh, this one guest came on the show, he was apologizing to this the interviewer about it and they was like, what are you talking about? You know, and he didn't even remember what, and, and this one was bothering you for like a whole 10 years. Uh-huh. And he didn't even, the guy didn't even remember the entire situation. So it's like, those people make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You are young, but, but you're going to regret the mistakes you made when you're 10 years old. You're mm-hmm. going to regret the mistakes you made when you're 30 years old. It's all right. <laughs> but the fact that you let those mistakes 
keep on playing in your life because you think about it 2am in your bed (laughs) (laughs) you're staring at the ceiling yeah you're in the shower like dang I really said 2 plus 2 is 7 when I was 5 years old (laughs) like dang I I said I said 9 times 2 was a mutu but it's okay (laughs) it's um we all live a life (laughs) and yeah you have to remember the phrase keep on saying it to yourself this too shall pass. That's facts, man. Let me calm facts. down. It's like yeah. in life, there's phases in life, mm-hmm. right? There's phase where you're taking L's. You just have to be humble and yeah. take your L. And you, do. you have to come back stronger, right? Like you can't stay, you can't stay in that place forever. Mm-hmm. Like just take the L. If you're going to be sad, be sad, but just make sure you come back. Like Absolutely. make sure you come back. Like that, like, like KD said, it's gonna pass. It's yeah. time. Time changes. Like you're not gonna remain bottom forever. Yeah. Like you just have to. It's a learning process, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna be down there. Okay, what can I learn from this situation? You're gonna go through things, and you just have to learn from it. It's gonna be sad. It's gonna be miserable, but just learn through it and stay strong. Keep your head level and get the help exactly don't don't be holding on to things that she can't yeah. grab on I see people who hold on to things from like, 50 years ago like the things is my brain miserable out of your hands and you're still holding on to it like yeah. just let it go you took my crayon 50 years ago like so what bring me that money man we can't buy crayon 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 oh crayon. no like people hold on to you, you, I'd be no. like bro get out of my face talk about a crown <laughs> what do you think this is bro this kindergarten like bro I'll fight you talk about a crown I was supposed to be Paul King. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, have you seen those people who hold on to the fact that they could have been like big behind like they footballers? Come, they come back to the high school game. Yo, like, like yo, make something new. That's, that's the beautiful Facts. thing about life. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it keeps on changing, it keeps on moving. So it gives you another opportunity to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you don't like who you used to be, and yeah. yeah. I also wanted to talk about um, bipolar disorder. Mm. And basically, it's like the extreme ends of feeling depression and then feeling manic. Mm. So I don't know if you've ever seen like King of the Hill, Khan. Yeah. He had <laughs> he had met, like he had bipolar disorder, but nobody knew yeah. until that last yeah. episode he didn't take his medication. Yeah. And it's like really there's like two different kinds. Mm. There's bipolar one mm. disorder and then there's bipolar two disorder. Um, what is bipolar one? Bipolar one is you have at least one manic episode and then or like hypomania. Yeah. And then um, or it's a or it's not and. Yeah. So you have either. You can eat an or. Yeah. Wow. What does hypomania? Hypomania. That's when you're yeah. friends, right? I go under, under no, me. I'm just trying to use them. I'm catching them. Yeah, Charlie. You can apply my knowledge here, bro. But um, hypomania is like, it's not depression. It's mania. Like, but I don't know how to say it. Mm. You're really excited. You're really, you have a lot of energy, but it's not as bad as acting. Are you saying hypomania or hypomania? Hypo. Ah. Goodness, which yeah, like there's mania and then hypomania, and hypomania is like you haven't reached mania, but you still have like you're there, like it's a weird amount of happiness. Oh wow! 
energy. See, you know, that's, that's crazy. The, that's the, that's, I just looked it up. It said hypomania is a condition in which you display revved up energy or activity level, mood, or behavior. Yo. The new ed- energized you. Someone said um, that. Someone, someone said that. I was like, like yo, man. Exactly. I was like, oh, this person's amazing right now. Mm-hmm. They're like, man, man, you start feeling down. And then mm-hmm. they're like, yesterday you were as, as happy as, right. as something, 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 something. But like, it's um, you know all these things that we're talking about. You, like you can't really see it with it if you don't have the trained eye. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't get someone to examine you. Even you, the individual, you might be thinking this is normal. Okay, yeah. And like he said, you know, like, uh, DT said, like you make logical, you know, reasons. Make it make sense. It make it make sense. <laughs> <laughs> you make it make sense. That's you know? why it's important you don't keep it to yourself. Too much, but I'm telling like, what are the signs for it? Like, how how can you tell? Because we talk about the signs of depression, right? We talk about the signs that you know depression is that when you you lose interest in certain things, mm-hmm. and we talk about anxiety when you're overthinking a lot about certain things, right? And like, is there other signs for bipolar disorder? Um, there's signs for yeah, like this one you're doing double the work. Mm-hmm. When you're looking for the signs, so you have to look for signs for mania okay. and hypomania, and then you have to look for signs for um, major depressive episodes. Interesting. And so for the mania, like like I said, the person, like I mean, usually they're a happy person, but, but then it, it's like you're always like yeah. you're extremely happy, you're always upbeat. Like they got some like, promotion, but it's no promotion all of a Like you don't sleep. You don't sleep. You like. Well, you don't sleep or you don't sleep enough. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden, you're not sleeping that much. You're always up. You have so much energy. You're doing so many things. Your thoughts are not, oh, like, okay. together. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, hard. Like, he had so many ideas and he was writing everywhere. Like, that. that <laughs> <laughs> that's the mania. And then the major depressive episode is, you know, they're feeling sad. They're yeah. really empty, hopeless. They've lost weight. They gained weight. Like they have insomnia or they're sleeping too much. Man, I like to sleep a little too much. They're <laughs> <laughs> sleeping in and then they're sleeping like in, 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 in. Like you be sleeping like twenty hours a day. Yeah. Twenty hours like, for no reason. Yeah, you got I, I know people. people right? I know people like that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know people like that. Yeah, like you just get up to like. What if what if what if someone what if someone, what if someone just enjoys the comforts of their bed? I don't nah, think bro. That's yeah, it doesn't feel. My bed doesn't feel comfortable after <laughs> like eight hours. hours. I don't know what kind of bed you've been laying on? Because mine is bomb, man. Like, uh, now you're twenty hours. Twenty <laughs> hours in a so bed. What do you do when you know someone is sore? Uh, like these symptoms. Mm-hmm. I feel like at first you want to talk to them. You don't want to just like assume. Mm. They're like, hey, you have bipolar. Like, just talk to them, see, see what it. they say. Like, if they're hitting any of, like, the... The symptoms. Yeah, the symptoms. And then can, like, like suggest to them, yeah. like, maybe they seek help. Because some people, advice. you know, you don't want to... You don't know how someone's going to react. But that's the thing, though. Like, that's what I was saying before, that we are all weird. I mean, that's, everyone is off, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Like everyone no, on this earth, eight billion people. Bipolar disorder is different, bro. No, like, yeah. no, it's, it's, I'm saying nah, my, my, point, my point is that like we are all sick in the one way or the other, right? But like it's we are we all find ways to dealing with it. But so if you have bipolar and you know that no, you you know, but like 
having bipolar is not something that you should be feeling ashamed for. That's what I'm trying to come from the point where people feel ashamed of their mental illness mm. that they have. I mean, it's not that just a issue. Oh no, no, of course not. But I'm letting you know that like there is no I from like from where I'm coming from, like there's no need to feel no shame to shame mm-hmm. about it. Because it's just like any disease that like, are, are you gonna tell someone who has who's using a wheelchair should feel ashamed for having a wheelchair, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to be saying that to that person. So why are you going to say to someone just because you don't see the disease or mm-hmm. the, the problem outside of their physical body? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you, there's no point in feeling shame about mm-hmm. it. Seek the right help, seek the right medication mm-hmm. and use it to help your life. You know, that's what I'm saying that everyone is a lot off in this world. Is all of, the unfortunate thing is that no, people don't see our problems like, if we were proud to do some, some psych tests around here, no, my final said, final said this about yourself, you didn't even know you had, you know? Now I need to go do some psych tests. <laughs> everybody has some, everybody has trauma, literally everyone has trauma. You live in, if you live long enough in this world, you will have some kind of trauma. I don't care who you are. You could be rich, you could be poor, you could be somewhere in between. You know, you could have an easy life, you could have a hard life. You'll have some kind of trauma. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. So I mean, I think when you talk about mental health, um, it's important to know the resources you need to well, it's important to be mindful of um, you know, what your I guess what, what your issues are and to not like laugh it off. Like a lot of people cope with their problems by like we were talking about earlier, laughing it off or or a hobby, which isn't necessarily mm-hmm. bad, but sometimes you get so involved in a hobby, it overtakes your life, and then it, all you do is you just neglect yeah. whatever because you don't want to deal with that. Yeah, you don't want to deal with that. I know, I like, I know for myself, I like to stay busy. Like everyone in my family, my mom, my sisters, we like to stay busy. Like, and that that's like a way we deal with like stress. In a way, it helps because you get stuff done, and at the same time, there's always a point where you crash. Yeah, you crash. Like, there's a point where it just overwhelms you, and you're just like, "Oh my god!" Like my sister, she like hyperventilates, she starts sweating. She'll just like, like she'll get brain fog, and like me, I don't even. I just like I just like stare at it in space. I just be like, hmm. people, are like, yo, what's up? What's up? You, you good? I'm like, this dude is hot. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, I have someone ask me. I'm like, bro, I'm just. My brain has to like it, the gears are turning. You need a reset. Hey, I need a reset. Like I need to sleep. Like people look tired. I'm like I'm, I'm mentally tired. I'm not physically tired. Mm-hmm. Mentally tired. So, um, but I think it's important to recognize that and to know like what where you can find resources and help. A lot, a lot of people don't know. I, I, if I'm being honest, there's probably a lot of resources that I don't even know that are there. You know? Yeah, that's true. Like there's there's a lot of things that you can get like this free therapy you can get um this free therapy there's ways to get free this this challenge it's a little challenging and especially to find the one that you want i'm gonna just go to google free therapy (laughs) try it yeah but like i said it's i think it's a process like you're gonna bounce through different therapists you know one therapist is gonna say something and be like well i don't like you (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have to like yeah see i have an issue that like you know it's, it's because like sometimes you don't want to just go to someone who's going to say something that you always agree with. You know, don't want to, I don't like, think it's about agreeing. Yeah, it's not it's that. Just someone that makes you feel comfortable. Yeah, you need you need someone that can talk to you about what you're dealing with in a healthy way that you can that you can it's like like, yeah. like some like some people respond better to like tough love, and some people respond better to not tough love, mm-hmm. and that's that's like you know 
that's just how it is. You know, I'm saying that like in a scenario where you are not really one who is good with constructive criticism, and then you you meet a therapist who tells you what you did in this, like they say it as soft as they can. But you heard it that oh, yeah, that's why sense. that's why you're in therapy. You need to be better with constructive criticism. Exactly. So I'm saying, <laughs> exactly. So I'm saying that like you know like you know it's not every single scenario like if just because this person says something that made you mad or they came off to you like wrong and stuff, it's necessarily that they are wrong in what they're saying. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there are narcissists oh. who don't like, like constructive criticism, mm-hmm. and you go to therapy. You need to be willing to assess mm-hmm. those constructive criticism mm-hmm. that you hear. So, um, yeah, that's what I was talking. That's what I was coming. From. I mean, I, I see what you mean, but again, I still think it's. I still don't think it's. I think it's the, the approach and the way the way you say things definitely can cause it to get across a certain type of way. Like, like, um, I'm sorry, but like, if a black therapist tells me something about race. Mm. And then a white therapist tells me something else. It, it could be the same thing. Like, don't give me, it's still good information. Yeah. But I'm going to feel more comfortable hearing it from a black therapist. Mm-hmm. That's just true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean the white therapist them, is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And the black therapist will probably also say it in a way that I can relate to and like better, you know? So the approach and the, the way you unpack it is important. And, and even, I mean, I think honestly, I think though, if you're there for therapy, if you're if you've made the step to go to therapy, you're going to be okay with constructive criticism mm. I, in most cases. So I I think that's not really like necessarily like a, an issue. Mm. It's just finding the right therapist to do it with. And therapy is uh, also not the only way to deal with you know your trauma. Like we've been talking about therapists for a while, but like I said. That's actually my next point, like self-care and mindfulness. Like what are like what examples do you have of just participating in self-care? Just I think it it depends on everybody. Like you have to find what works for you. Like Mm -hmm. me, I like to go out in the sun, go for a walk. I like to um I like to literally just something small like that. Like just going for a walk, having the sun hit my face. Mm -hmm. I like to play games to, you know, release stress. I like to watch, you know, shows. I like to hang out with friends. Those things bring me joy in life. Yeah. Um, some people, they actually get energy from being alone and, you know, working on things, you know, that's, yeah. And so that's, so that's, that's really a journey that you have to discover yourself. I feel like, you know, you can't, you, you have to find what makes you tick. And uh, once you find it though, then you just develop certain things into hobbies and you work it into your schedule. <laughs> and um you know, then it you just move on from there. So. I feel like nowadays, people make self care this like big thing you have to do yeah. at the end of the week. But I feel like you can do it throughout the week. Like it can be just little things. Like oh, today I'm gonna go to Starbucks and just buy myself whatever I want. Yeah. Or today I'm gonna like go take a walk. Like it doesn't have to be some huge <laughs> yeah, stressful be, event. Like oh, I gotta go to the store and buy all these things from Bed Bath and Beyond. Exactly. And I gotta jump in, like, the, in the hot tub then after I gotta work out or whatever yep. like I can do self care face mask like, like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be all of that like I just yeah, but, for me maybe today I just want to open my windows up and light my candle and just yeah just want to eat ice cream like it doesn't have to be some stress. like now you're just making it straight stressful and you don't even want to do it mm-hmm. anymore no, so right now, it's, mm-hmm. I'm glad this all talk is going on like the one thing that 
I just realized is that it's really and truly a privilege to be able to sit down and just think about yourself. You know, it's a lot of individuals don't get that. I I don't think I got that until like 2019 or 2020, like when I started this thinking about me. Like, you know, what do I want? What do I want to do? You know, and it's it's really something that people take advantage. Uh, it goes over people's head like you don't realize that yo I forgot to breathe you know what I mean <laughs> um, it's because you're always in emotion you know mm-hmm. like okay right after work I have to go to Bible study so after Bible study I gotta come study for for exam tomorrow mm-hmm. exam tomorrow comes you're gonna have to do this that and so then you pack a lot of and it's, it's you know you, you pack a lot of things that you're going to when I say like all these things you're not going to and you have little small pleasures here and there you're gonna meet up some friends have fun but you don't get the chance to just sit down and just go, what do I want? I saw this one kid uh, set an alarm for a time where she, he would cry. And once that alarm hit, he just stopped crying and he went back to what he was doing. I love it. I know, bro. I was like, yo. And that, that could be your self-care. Yeah, I love self-care. Like, like, you know, I mean, like, whatever works the, for you. The action of just taking your time. I love it, but then that kid's going through a lot. Can you go back? Yeah. <laughs> I respect your whatever you got going on. But yeah, it's it's really a privilege to you to sit down. And so that's the one thing that no one can absolutely not take from you. Take that moment of time mm-hmm. in your day. Even if it's just 30 minutes, an hour, whatever long day you need to, like, you need to talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. I do that. When I'm driving, I just be talking to myself. They will be thinking this. I'm doing that too. Yeah, like, and I'll be like, yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's you, you self-reflect. You realize that, and self-reflection is the one thing that can help us to be able to identify all these signs that we're talking about. You know, when you self-reflect, you're actually like, today I spent a little too much time here. Today I did this. Uh, today I also I talked about this action a little too long that I thought I should have thought about, and it means nothing. It's like what's going on? I, I keep on overthinking things. Maybe I need to seek some, you know, mm-hmm. some help, you know. And people don't self reflect, and they just go on their day. And in in the sad part is that they'll go on a lot of years, and when they finally wake up, they see they they see the chaos they left in their wake. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you heard a lot of people. Because you just didn't take the time to really breathe and mm-hmm. find the help that you need. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was saying that everyone's a lot of, unfortunately, other people's help need more help. You know what I mean? Like you, you just need to take some drugs, some therapy. Some I mean, not, not drugs, drugs. Not drugs, drugs, but like, you know, like, I mean, <laughs> I know what you mean. That's why I laugh, but I know what you mean. I laugh. I mean, some people are, I don't know. Fine, but yeah, you just need medication. Medication. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, that's a little help. Medications can actually help. Like I said, like a lot of those disorders is literally like your your brain chemistry, your physiology messed up. It's really not your fault. It's really, and that's what I'm saying. Like people make it seem like it's my fault, but it's not. You didn't ask for it. God gave this pharmacist the wisdom to make those medications. Exactly, because. Oh, what if what if God created a, de- a need and then that pharmaceutical was like a demand kind of thing? So it's sort of like because if, if everything was fixed, then everyone would just be bored on this earth. So it's like we created a problem. Now it's this person to fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we will talk about that. Let's not get off topic. But I feel like that's. But yeah, I was gonna say like for me, like when it comes to self care and dealing with like 
how to stay in a on a balanced or in a stable mental state. It's just like doing the things that you love doing. Like mm-hmm. yeah. enjoying time with family. I love to run, sprinting. I'll go out. Try to run from his problems. <laughs> I'll go out on a run. And that like run it's, it's just something like it's just something about running that gets me like True, feeling yeah. good. Yeah, like endorphins, yeah. And like every time after I work out, I'm just like, oh, I feel good. Like I'm in such a happy mood. Like yeah. I start smiling no matter what I'm going through. Yeah. When I'm in the mood of working out, like, bro. I'm not thinking of my MCAT. I'm not thinking of no problems yeah. that I have or anything that I'm going through. Like I'm just thinking of the workout that I'm doing, right? And and in that moment, that's all I'm thinking about. Another thing that really helps me is like Bible studies. Like I remember for church we used to have bless you. For church we used to have Bible studies. Like during the pandemic when everything went online, we used to have Bible studies online. And anytime we do Bible studies, like especially when I was part of the facilitators, like when I'm done. I feel really good. Yeah. Like I was going through a lot during that time. Of course. And then when I'm done with Bible study, yeah. just for that that Sunday night yeah. until Monday morning, of course. Like I feel like really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow. It's who would have thought that like and it's not like I'm listening to someone. Yeah. Right. It's me actually leading the Bible study and me talking to people. And I just realized that me. That's something that that's something that God has put on me to like share his word with like younger folks and yeah. stuff like that. And anytime I do that, I get this good feeling out of it. And so sometimes I like to do that. Like yeah. I enjoy doing that. So anytime I do those things, it makes me feel better about almost everything that I'm going through. And it's that's that's how I do it. And that's how I do my self-care. And so just do all the things that make you happy, do the things that make you feel important. And um we all need to feel important, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we all need to feel important, one way or the other. All in all, no. We all, we're not like, nobody's suffering alone. Like, we all have things that we're going through. And it's important that you reach out to someone that you trust and get the help that you need and um, practice little things to bring some joy into your life. Like, so, a little, like, a little 30 minutes of your day just for yourself or to do something that you like. And yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And are, there, all, are there any resources that you can reach out to? Um, there's a lot. So I'm, I'll put it in the um, description. Want to read up yeah. on some? But um, there's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Yeah. Um, substance Abuse and Mental Health yeah. Services. Um, there's even um, a crisis line mm-hmm. for grad students. Did you have that? Yeah, they have that. I saw that. That's wild. Wait, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, do you find Yep. Like, like <laughs> the, 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 the direct, no, let me talk. I'm like, did they help you get rid of some of these loans that Biden is obviously no, going to get rid of? Like, <laughs> right. like, no, no, the real issue that I, I feel like saying, at this point, we should just accept the loans. <laughs> 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 So look, it's a lost cause. It's, it's, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so I'm Yeah, it's a, very, um, it's a very good thing. Yeah, the, 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 was, yeah, I found that out yesterday. Yeah. If, you know, if you're struggling through grad school, because um, a lot of grad students do have high suicidal rates. Yes, they have. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of stress. So yeah, they I, have, there was this one report that like those high achieving universities also be having like the you know, high, yeah, high, yeah. Because, you know, pressure. the pressure is there. Mm-hmm. So pressure, it's 
Pressure makes diamonds for sure, but it, it, it's it's not all diamonds come out right. You know what I'm just saying? So it's like it's mm-hmm. and they even have um a line that you can text yeah. if you don't really feel comfortable like calling and talking to someone. Oh, so someone must too. Yeah, that's good. So I would definitely put that in the description for anyone who needs it or if you know anybody that needs it. All right, so. This has been the African Wise Foods Podcast. Y'all got anything else to add? No? No, nothing else. No, not. No? Good? Good? Good. good. Thank you so much, Bob, for all this information. And once again, thank you so much for everything you've been doing for this this podcast. Our producer, our editor, manager, social media, caretaker, our sample, that work, the backbone of this entire project, man. We appreciate your help. And thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us today on our. Uh, mental health, health. awareness. awareness. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, we are not professionals. We're not professionals. I'm a professional. So, <laughs> please, please. Right, the person that said it's a professional hey, is relax, KD. Relax, relax. I didn't see all that. Yeah. He, he bought himself over there. I'm, I'm a professional in my own field. Not professional. In my own field. In, yeah, in your own field. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, your field's over there, bro. It's see over how they over here? Your field's over there. This has been the African White Foods Podcast. We are. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. like don't forget to leave your ratings. You know, email your, us. All of that. DM us. Suggestions, comments, anything, just let us know. We're not scary. Oh, Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>